and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers are in their beds, the sun has gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning, before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table, and they are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor picks up that blue sheet and looks to see what will happen today, and this is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, it was really hot again today. It was hot, hot, hot. It was about 90 degrees, and we did great in the heat. It was it was great. It was a hot summer day. When people think about summer, they think about days like today. There was a breeze off the lake. It was a warm breeze because it was 90 degrees. And we did a lot of swimming, did a lot of making sure the boys got water. Everybody was still rocking and rolling by evening time. So it was a hot day, and we were equal to it. But that was the weather. Sunny and warm. Today's Blue Sheet Report is for July 22nd. It was a B-Day. On duty tonight, where the Comets head on duty tonight, is Johnny. Flags were done by Cam. Octagon looked after by Birch. Cavadum cleanup today by the basketball staff. Evening activity tonight was a group night. It was awesome. On deck tomorrow night... Rovers and Warriors have their first episode of Watermelon League. It's time for intramurals. That's right. Tomorrow also, Council has Council Games. And the Sachem, will the Sachem have their famous, or shall I say infamous, Walmart trip? I got this great email about five or six years ago from a Sachem mom of that time. And she said, my son is super excited to be coming back to Cobbacy. He can't wait to see his brother's. And apparently Walmart is also a very big deal. (laughs) It is. It is a big deal. You've heard the phrase, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Well, in the land of the candyless, the Sachem are king if they get to go to Walmart. So that's part of it. They also get to buy goofy stuff, which they always do. Anyway, that's happening tomorrow for them. Laundry today was for anyone who needed it. We're going to hit the laundry rotations. There were no birthdays today, and uh, scheduling change happened today. That's right. So all the fifth graders got to change their schedules today after lunch, and all the sixth graders after dinner. It is one of the coolest things that happens here. If you're fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, or ninth, you get to choose your own adventure. Just as your developmental age hits that stride, you get to go to the program office. You get to say what you need to to say to get what you want to do. Uh, And that seems pretty straightforward for those of us who are adults because we're used to choosing and to exercising our agency. But if you're a fifth grader, even if you've had the coolest life, and I think that a lot of our fifth graders have had pretty cool ones, there's not a lot of like, I think that what I shall do for my entire next three days is completely up to me and I will put it down 
And then the next day, because I chose water skiing, I am water skiing. And after that, because I chose woodshop, I am in the woodshop with Ando. And because I chose soccer, I'm up with Coach Rodriguez at soccer. That is a powerful thing. That's one of the things that changes boys, that kind of agency. So that's coming. And the Kaba choices today, I'd love to tell you what they were, but there weren't any because we did double lakeside. It was that hot, double lakeside. We went down to the lake. Everybody was there. Everybody. You'll see the photos there. It was it was like a, when you think of a camp, a summer camp, waterfront extravaganza. That's what was happening today. It was safe. It was controlled. It was epic. It was awesome. And it was wonderful to be in Lake Obviously Conti today. What a day for a double lakeside event. Also... And before I get past it, today was brothers. Today at fourth period, everybody at Camp Covasi, every camper at Camp Covasi, went down to the Campfire Bowl where we had our ceremony just the night before. And if you're a new boy, you get down there and there's a couple, you know, there's some people are telling some jokes. You know, when it, anytime we're sort of, we're in idle mode and we're waiting for people to, to show up, there's usually everybody tells a, a G-rated joke. There's some really good ones out there. And then uh, you you go and you get your name called and you go off in a, one of four groups. I had one. James and Brian both had one. And Anna had another one. And um, so four groups. And in that group, we talk about brotherhood, what it means to be a brother back home. I asked my group how many boys had brothers back home, uh, you know, real brothers in their families. And, uh, you know, not biological brothers, but brothers. Um, and uh, you know, everybody raised their hands who did. Who, who has older brothers, who has younger brothers, who doesn't have a brother, who doesn't have a sister. And I asked a couple of the boys who did not have brothers or sisters what it was like to not have one, and their answers really sort of quieted everybody down. They feel like you know, they would wish they had an older brother to look out for them and, and maybe um, to have a little brother to look out for. And then you hear the brothers say the same things and so on. We talked about brotherhood here at Cobbacy and how it was different. And I thought, yeah, I got I to gotta name check him here. Ezra Katz, veteran Cobbacy boy, thoughtfully considered the question, what makes brotherhood different here? And here was his answer. He's been with us a long time. I think it's five or six years. He said the coolest thing about being a brother here at Cobbacy is that you get to be on your path and also see the path that your brother is on at the same time. And how I understood that, and I fed it back to him to make sure I was right about that, was that when you have an actual brother, which Ezra does, his brother Duke goes here, you're either ahead of him or behind him on the path. You know, in, in Ezra's case, Duke is behind him, and so he's got this awesome little brother. Duke is sweet. And Duke's got this totally awesome, powerful big brother in Ezra, and that's a linear thing, you know, before and after, A and then B. Or if you're B, looking up to A. But Ezra's point was a little more nuanced than that, and I really thought it was a good one. Here at Kavasi, you get that. If you have that at home, you get that linear thing. But you also get this parallel thing where you can be next to someone's path. And maybe their path veers away. Maybe it stays parallel with yours. But you get to see it. You get to share that with them, help them with theirs. I really thought that was cool. That's the kind of brotherhood that maybe twins share or people who are born very close together. But um, I just thought that was uh, very astute by Ezra. So we, we gave the boys their brothers. 
and they got to do their own handshake. They got a secret handshake, and then the older brother explains so many of the things that make Kavasi Kavasi to their younger brother. You know, what does it mean when Griff wears the red beads? What does it mean? What is a hatchet hunt? What is color war? Who are the lieutenants? Who are the captains? What is a general? What is a color war break? What are the best Lewis Lee meals? That one's easy, actually. It's macaroni and cheese and chicken fingers. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. And there you have it. You have all these older boys delivering the keys to the kingdom to their younger Kavasi brothers. I believe the brotherhood is alive here. And I do believe it is different than conventional brotherhood back home in important ways. Here's the last way. Time on task. The boys spend almost constant time together, 15 hours a day by conservative estimates. That's every meal. There's all the transitions, the times, the downtimes, the uptimes, all that stuff. 15 hours a day for 26 days. Bang, bang, bang. There is a depth to the connection between boys because of raw time on task. That is the other way it is different. And that is the Blue Sheet Report for today, the 22nd of July. It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Camp Coppicey, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Coppicey itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp, and sometimes it's just marvelous one-on-one time with a single boy, and those are often my favorite times. This is what I saw today. Lakeside. Lakeside sits at the end of each day. Every single day there's Lakeside at six period, and it is meant as an un- structured, relaxed time. The boys have to be down below the road, right by the wood shop. They can't be above the road. And they need to be they need to be relaxing on that hillside in the shade. They can go over to the campfire bowl. They like to sit on the on the seats over there. Sometimes kids break out a guitar or whatever over there. And then then there's the waterfront, which is the main attraction on this gorgeous lake, especially on a day like this. You'll see the pictures, Cobbacy families, but it was epic down there. I mean the buddy board was full. Everyone was having an absolute blast. It was rip-roaring. There was a little bit of a hot breeze coming through, but the boys were warm. The lake was cool. They really needed it. And I stood up there in the tower, the guard tower next to Sven, our amazing waterfront director, and we watched the whole thing happen, watched the waterfront staff march through their marks like clockwork, keep everybody safe, have a great time. Kids are going off the rope swing. Kids are jumping off the various jumping platforms. There are kids going off the four-meter platform. At one point, they're all everyone in the whole waterfront was chanting for this one really hilarious staff member named Tashan to jump off the, the four-meter platform, which he did to a great cheers. Uh, and then they demanded he do a flip, which he did not do, to some booing. But it was good-natured booing. 
And then there's the blobbing, which is the, the inflatable bouncy trampoline with the blob and you can send people flying and then there's water basketball just straight up the sand castles you know all of it didn't do the boats today because everybody needed to swim and all of that we knew the whole camp was coming down for two periods and so there were no boats it was just swimming there is a certain relief or a release that the boys have as they walk up the hill they have cooled off they have had hilarious little stunts or stories they maybe saw a couple fish, and now it's time to walk up the hill. I have to remind them all to put their shoes on. They like to try to walk up the hill barefoot. And tonight at dinner, you could feel it. You could feel it. The hot had been washed away. They're having an amazing roast beef and Brussels sprouts and uh, um, potatoes, roasted potatoes and salad. It was a wonderful dinner. Gatorade for everybody and water. And then they were sprinting again. They were not laid low by the heat. They went right out into, into group night. They were totally uncontroverted by this heat. 90 degrees, and they are still hauling from place to place in the evening. It was really something. Lakeside is healing. And that is your little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight. Steady counselors watching over them, nodding off. Surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lick. All is well in this place set apart. Yeah.